helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. is a perversion. According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it is to cause to turn aside or away from what is good or true or morally right. Sounds an awful lot like what we're seeing going on in America, in the world lately. Look at what our society is doing to our children. We are turning them into sex objects for the pleasure of adults. We are deluding them for our own agenda, then destroying the futures of many to reinforce that delusion. We may shake our heads when people are injured, we, but we won't raise a finger to stop them. How many, how many are cheering on the personal attacks of others simply because they disagree with them? What are we? A society willing to endorse anything to avoid a, a challenge to what we believe? We claim to be the land of the free, yet most Americans are sitting by and watching while those freedoms are being destroyed. We call ourselves the home of the brave, yet most Americans are too afraid to stand up against injustice. We, as a society, have turned away from what is good, true, and morally right. How comfortable we have become with perversion, so comfortable that we can sleep at night with injustice. Or are we just praying that the perversion of justice will attack our fellow man rather than ourselves? And we have the gall, the gall, to call ourselves the home of the brave. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. Yes, here we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. And you know what? Sometimes that takes some painful realizations. The realization that um, the direction we're heading is wrong that society is pushing us into a dangerous and destructive place, and that if we end up where we are most logically going, the fault won't be somebody else's. The fault will be ours. Not because we encouraged it, but because we refused to stand up and say no when evil was, was facing us right when we were looking at it right in the eye. You know, I went to school. Yes, I went to public school, and I did so mostly in the 1970s. And sure, there were problems. There was education I was not given. There was misinformation I was given. But compared to today, it was it, it was utopia. I think about it. Um, in, in in when I was in school, uh, we were kept away. We were we were people were prevented from sexualizing us. We were taught what we needed to know to keep ourselves safe, but. We didn't uh, destroy the entire team in order to make one person feel better. We, we, we believed in the idea of, I may vehemently disagree with what you had to say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. When we saw evil, we did something about it. We stood up and said no, and some of us paid a price and some of us didn't. But we were willing to look at evil and say something. Today, that doesn't appear to be the case. There are organizations both inside this country and out that are promoting the sexualization of our children. The World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and the UN have an agenda, a plan to 
sexualize our children, promote pornography, normalize pedophilia, and we can see it right in front of us, or at least we should. We're watching while um, uh, you know uh, child pornography is not only distributed, it is defended in our schools. We're seeing while well, delusions are allowed to run amok, and anybody who challenges the, the this agenda is attacked, vilified, and in some cases targeted by law enforcement. Now, sure, there are uh, uh, examples of of people pushing back, but in my mind, they're too few and far between. A school district in Iowa created a policy to suspend or expel uh, people for the, quote, intentional and or persistent refusal to respect a person's gender identity, to use the wrong pronouns. Now, an Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals has issued a preliminary injunction to prevent this school from doing it. But just think about it. We're talking about an Iowa school district that said you cannot, if you intentionally or persistently refuse to not just use pronouns, but to call a lie a lie, you would be threatened with suspension. Expulsion from school. Imagine being expelled from school from complaining that a boy is a boy and doesn't belong in the girls' restroom. That 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 a girl is a girl and doesn't belong in the boys' locker room. That's the, that was the school district's policy. Now, a three-judge panel of the of the circuit um, issued this injunction. Do you really think this is over? Another group is is uh, in court in Massachusetts. Um, in, in the Boston circuit, uh, dealing with a, a school's um, attempt to hide quote-unquote gender transitions from the parents, as, as if it were an intrusion on the child's rights to have the parents control their, their medical and health care decisions. They're trying to isolate the children from the parents and turn them into sex objects. Whatever perverted ideas pop into their head, whatever they think would be best, they want to inflict that on these children. And then we wonder what's going on. You know, too often we sit by and, oh, maybe we 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 share a, an article or we, we tisk tisk on, on Facebook or, or among friends. But you know what we don't do? We don't actually stand up and protect our children. We don't look to our neighbors and say, how can I help? How can I make sure that your child isn't being perverted like this? What can I do? Another example out of Florida, where a, a teacher was uh, fired for, back in 2019, refusing to use a child's preferred pronoun. Now, listen, it's, it's one thing to be courteous to what someone has to say. It's another thing for, for that to be used to coerce people into stating something they do not believe. According to this teacher, a uh, uh, Yohara Mundare, Mundare, sorry, didn't mean to mispronounce, um, she said, no, it, it, it violates her Christian beliefs. She doesn't believe that God makes mistakes. See, it's one thing to refer to somebody by their preferred name, right? Do you prefer William or Billy? Uh, or, you know, Will, that's one thing that doesn't deny the truth. But to call Willie 
a, a she, to call a, an individual they, that not only destroys the English language, but it denies the truth. It denies a reality. It, it foments a psychosis. It encourages it. Now, in this case, a Florida judge found in favor of the teacher and said, no, you, you, shouldn't, you, you can't be fired for actually stating a, a truthful fact. The proper English pronoun for a, a person is based on their sex, their biology, and that pronoun, you know, you can't be forced to, to lie to somebody, to lie to the world, simply because somebody has an issue, a mental issue. So that's the big thing about uh, you know, transgenderism. They, they, they act like it's a physical issue. It's not. It's a mental issue. You're, 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 you're denying reality. And this is being used to not simply you know, go after teachers who, who don't want to use certain pronouns. It's being used to actually destroy young girls' lives. I mean, look at the, remember the, the swimmer at Penn State? You know, the one that was ranked, what, 400-something in the male team? But as soon as he decided to call himself a girl and competing against girls, he was winning championships and setting records? How many females' lives did he destroy? By denying them, they, they, they were denied access to scholarships, to championships, things that would, have, that would have greatly impacted their lives simply because this dude wanted to do better in a, in a competition he wasn't that good at. And of course, this went on and on, and people, you know, cheered him, and 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 he you know, gave him awards, and how wonderful, how great it is. Not realizing the damage he was doing, swinging around in front of, in front of young ladies. Well, the problem is this grows. See, the main school, uh, a main coast Waldorf school, they have a sophomore. A guy who last year competed as a male, because he's a male. He's a, he's a boy. He was ranked in the roughly in the 170s in his male cross-country in the state. And as a female, he's ranked number four. Do you know what the difference is? He said something. He simply decided, I want to compete against girls, so I'm going to call myself a girl. And now he went from a middle of the pack. I don't know how many cross-country runners there are in Maine. He went from the 170s to fourth. Why? Because he's cheating. Because he's used this mass psychosis of the idea that we can simply, you know, rearrange someone's... We, we, can, we can simply call a boy a girl and the world's suddenly going to morph itself and reality's going to change to make sure that to make it true. How many girls are losing opportunities? Because this not-so-good cross-country running boy is now comp unfairly competing against girls. We're literally telling girls they are meaningless. After decades of, of trying to encourage women, we are watching them be destroyed. All in the name of a mass psychosis. And again, it's not just competitions. Uh, there was a, 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 a female student at the Loudoun County Public School who was raped by a male student claiming to be a female. Right? The same lie over and over again. The sad part is, when it was discovered, the school didn't call the police. 
They didn't discipline him. They, they transferred him to another school so he could do it again. Now the, uh, the, the former student is suing. Suing the school district for covering up a crime. Where's this going to go? Well, they, they claim that, well, we didn't want to hurt the feelings of this perverted little person. We're more than happy to destroy the life of this female student they say, who was sexually assaulted. She was raped. I, I'm Actually, let me phrase it. I don't know that she was raped. I know she was sexually assaulted. I don't know how far the sexual assault went. But I do know that it, it, had, it must have had a terrible impact on her life. And the school district just covered it up because they are more worried about the trans agenda than they were of the young lady they had they had promised to take care of as they educated her. Tell us this school district, this government entity, has not turned aside from what is good, what is true, what is morally right, has not corrupted the very concept of right and wrong, an attempt to promote an agenda that is destroying the lives of young men and young women, of children. How many schools across the country are doing this? And isn't it interesting that when parents stand up, when they go to their school boards and they complain vociferously, how often the school boards first try to shut them down? And when they can't shut them down, suddenly... Well, the the what is it? The the National Association of uh, of School Boards tries to get the federal government to stomp the foot and grind them into powder, to use the power of government to destroy the very idea of a parent standing up to protect their child. Tell me that's not a turning aside from what is good. To turn towards an evil and towards a a wrong. And yet the people stand by and test. They go, what can we do? Well, how about we do something? Even if it's as little as standing with those, those families and those parents that are trying to protect their kids, showing up at a school board meeting, showing up and making your voice heard. How about it's letting your legislators, your representatives at the state and sometimes the federal level know you won't stand for the perverting of our children. That they're being, their jobs are on the line. How about that? How about looking at the, the, uh, the people in the, in the different departments of education that are pushing and promoting this stuff and saying, excuse me, Representative, why are you not impeaching them for doing this? Why not? Isn't it about time we do something? Or are we so cowed, so afraid of our employees in government that we'll let this go? We won't bother. We won't get involved. We won't, we won't get engaged. What does that say about us? What does it say about us that we can watch this being done in our name by people who work for us, public servants, and we will not stand? I forget who was it that said that you can you can tell a society a lot about it by how it treats its most vulnerable. Think about that. Children, 
from the from before they're born until they're grown children are some of the most vulnerable people in our society and how are we treating them what does that say about us and about our society now i have to take a break but before i go you know i don't know about you sometimes i get to the end of the day and i'm fried you know my, i i have a hard time focusing i have a hard time getting work done that's when i reach for healthy cells focus and recall vitamins that's right vitamins they boost my short-term focus and my long-term brain power without caffeine, without sugar, without chemicals. Since you're an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order of, well, focus and recall or anything from Healthy Cell. All you have to do is use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. And you can find out more by going to americaoutloud.shop. Basically, go to Healthy Cell, check out all their great products. They've got some really, some really excellent products there. I like the Focus and Recall. It's an easy-to-use gel pack. I simply throw them in my bag, and when I need that extra pick-me-up, that's what I grab. If you go to HealthyCell.com and check that out, put your card together. When you check out, use the code OUTLOUD. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud, and as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. 
Today we're talking about well, the general perversion of justice and the fact that if we are the land of the free, we have to be the home of the brave. If we're going to be the home of the coward, we'll no longer be the land of the free. In the first segment, I talked quite a bit about the, the sexualization and the perversion of our children. Uh, the work that schools are, are doing to indoctrinate them into being eh, sex objects, playthings for adults. And I asked at the end, what can you do? And I gave some, some ideas, and maybe you consider those, but I find it interesting that some of the best ideas are actually coming from the children that are actually under attack from these policies. So I want to show how you can make a difference. Uh, for example, the, the Pergamon Valley School District in Pennsylvania, uh, they had a, the, the school board had proposed a policy called Policy 720. Part of that policy said it mandated that schools, the students must use the restrooms that correlated with their sex assigned at birth. It prohibited transgender students from using bathrooms that align with their gender identities. Now, all right, that's a lot of, of uh, you know, social nonsense mumbo jumbo. The world boy thing is, if you were born a boy, you went to the boys' room. If you were born a girl, you went to the girls' room. That was the rule. And the school board voted it down, four to five. Now, rather than simply taking that as it was, the uh, students, well, they did their own little, uh, um, I don't know, what'd you call it, uh, social protest. They literally staged a walkout. The students simply walked out of school. Uh, some community members joined them, but the point was they made their opinions heard in a tangible way. And because of that, one member of the board changed their vote. So now it was approved five to four. So now in uh, Perkoman Valley School District in Pennsylvania, if you're a boy, you go to the boys' room. If you're a girl, you go to the girls' room. And if you're a boy that's a thing that, you, that thinks you're a girl, too bad, you still go to the boys' room. And this student walkout was led by a single student, Mr. John Ott. Um, according to him, in, in an interview you had with Fox, he said, kids were upset, girls, we wanted to protect them. They were upset, they didn't want men in their bathroom. Uh, Mr. Ott, this is, congratulations, I, if I could, I'd give you a pat on the back. Because look what he's doing. One, he said, kids were upset. That's one thing. But he says, we wanted to protect girls. It's funny. I grew up in an age when, yeah, it was, you wanted to protect women and girls and young ladies. You know, when, when, when boys and young men were taught, you, you hold a door open for a lady, you hold a chair out for a lady, you give up your seat to a, to a, 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 a lady if they're, you know, if, if on, a, on a bus or a train. We were taught to honor women, and in deference to them, we did these things. And you know what? If we saw somebody picking on a girl, if we saw a dude picking on a girl, well, we were expected to step in. So, Mr. Ott, I, I, congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that you've moved this forward. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see what happens now. I wonder... If, if the, the trans mafia will come after them 
and try and get this reversed, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see what happens. But I love the fact that now, if a young girl or young lady needs to use the restroom in this school district, she won't have to stick her head in to see if there are any boys or men in the room first. She won't have to worry about a boy walking in on her in such a situation. And I'm curious, actually, I didn't think to look at this up. I wonder if it, if it applies to locker rooms as well. I certainly hope so. Now, someone else is doing something, something to do with the insanity, um, is actually Senator J.D. Vance. He's introduced uh, some legislation. It's called the Passport Sanity Act, and it would require the Secretary of State, State to ensure that all applications for passports, passport cards, uh, consular reported birth uh, abroad, all that documentation would only include gender designations of male and female and prohibit any passport documentation, including the unspecified X gender designation. In other words, let's actually focus on, oh, I don't know, biology, reality, these documents that are meant to identify a person. Let's not lie on them to make it easier to, to uh, 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 get around the, 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 the truth. In a statement, Mr. Vance said, the last thing the State Department should be doing is wasting its time and your tax dollars pushing far-left gender ideology. There are only two genders. Passports issued by the United States government should recognize that simple fact. I'm proud to introduce this bill to restore some sanity in our federal bureaucracy. I agree. I, I, uh, it's nice to see somebody promoting a bill that has some semblance of sense to it. Now, um, is it going to make a difference? Is it going to get past the Senate? Well, highly unlikely, the way the, part, you know, the partisanship that we have now is it, it, it's pretty unlikely that it's going to get through the Senate. But if it does, maybe it gets through the, the House. Um, uh, apparently, Representative Chip Roy has introduced similar legislation in the House. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe. But here's the thing I want us to remember. We shouldn't do it because we know we're going to win. I, I keep telling people this all the time, and, and I'm hoping people are starting to recognize, you do it because it's the right thing. You don't allow a perversion to go on simply because you're not sure you're going to win. You stand up and say no. And if you lose, you take your lumps, you stand up, and you try again. When, you know, after 17 years of trying to uh, abolish the slave trade, uh, then Representative John Quincy Adams was asked why he kept fighting. 17 years, time after time, year after year, he would lose. The, the House actually passed a rule they nicknamed the John Quincy Adams gag order, the gag rule, just trying to shut this man up. But he kept going and he kept trying and he kept pushing. And when he was asked why he kept pushing, Noah's response was, says, the duty is ours. Results are God's. You do it because it's the right thing to do. You don't do it because you know you're going to win. Now, again, I don't hold out a lot of hope for this, but at least it's on the table. And who knows? If it doesn't pass in this Congress, maybe it'll pass in the next Congress, or the Congress after that, or the Congress after that, or the Congress after that. But you know what will ensure that it will never pass? Nobody actually introducing it because they're afraid it might not pass. That, ladies and gentlemen, that is the attitude of a coward. 
that says, I will only do it if I know I'm going to win. Now, if you want to see bra bravery is standing up for what's right, even when you're under attack. But take, for example, uh, attorney and legal scholar John Eastman. He was He's formerly uh, Donald Trump's attorney. Uh, he's being tried to be disbarred. Um, and uh, some really interesting things have come out of this actual trial. So that's the interesting thing about a trial. Information comes out. Facts come out. Evidence comes out. So during the trial, um, Department of Defense analyst Ray Blehar, uh, he was on the witness stand, and uh, he discussed some of his findings. He noted that there were large injections of votes added during the U.S. Senate runoff race in Georgia back in January of 21. In fact, uh, the Eastman's attorney asked him about an email exchange he had uh, regarding the, the, the runoff in, in Georgia. Uh, in this point, again, Blair said there were the large injections. Over 10,000 votes were added on five occasions during that, runoffs, run, during that runoff race. They were added overnight. Now, if you are being, uh, 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 if you, they're trying to disbar you for making false and misleading statements about purported election fraud, uh, this might be a clue that maybe you weren't stating false and misleading information. Imagine again, here you are, Eastman, Mr. Eastman. You're an attorney. You're you're uh, uh, advising your client. You make statements that you have evidence for, but you are now being. Uh, uh, having your law license um, threatened because they don't like what you said. They th that they claim that what you're saying is is false and misleading. Now is is Eastman's trial fair? I don't know. There's some I might like say some questionable re re rulings by the the judge as far as uh, uh, as far as evidence. But guess what? He's getting his day in court, and he is providing evidence that his statements were not false and misleading. And it comes out simply because he was willing to stand up rather than simply buckle under. Now, why is this important? Well, I was having a, a discussion, a comment discussion, uh, it was a week or two ago, I guess, with a gentleman who uh, quite emphatically said that there was no evidence of, of any fraud, that it was the most secure election that had ever happened. And uh, I said, really? And pointed out just some of the evidence from the Eastman trial and others about fraud. I mean, 2,000 mules, video evidence of people stuffing ballot drop boxes. The, uh, was, it, was it Michigan, where they stopped counting, sent, a, sent the monitors home, and then started counting again? Um, where was it that they, they actually sequestered the counters and did not let the monitors observe what they were doing? They even boarded up the windows to the room so that they couldn't look in and see what they were doing? Doesn't sound like the most secure election I've ever heard of. And uh, in an, another a judicial twist, uh, the, attorney, the uh, lawyer for Sidney Powell, uh, she's one of the defendants along with Trump in the, in the Georgia case, uh, he actually asked for a dismissal of the charges against Ms. Powell because he claims the prosecutor were aware was aware of evidence that cleared his client and therefore uh, not only, I guess, didn't disclose it, but must have lied to the grand jury in order to obtain the indictment. Now, the judge says, listen, 
I'm not dropping the case against Ms. Powell, but he did have a somewhat stern warning for the prosecutor. You see, the judge uh, ordered the prosecutors to search for more exculpatory information and uh, asking for specific examples, ask the attorney, I should say, for uh, specific examples of what to look for. And um, it could be quite a black eye for the, the Georgia prosecutor, not only in the case of Ms. Powell, but was this information, did he have exculpatory information about others that were indicted in Georgia? And could that crumble even more and more the case? Now, listen, if these defendants are guilty, I want them found guilty, but it's looking more and more like they've been railroaded and uh, while the wheels of justice may grind slow, does appear they are grinding at least in a in a, in a direction of some semblance of justice in some of these cases. Uh, let's face it; it's a it's a man made system. Therefore, it's going to be flawed. But I want to remind you that these cases only come up; these they only go to trial because the people who are accused are willing to stand up and defend themselves in court. There, there's this move to simply plea bargain everything out. And um, the the again, the problem, I guess, with, with the plea bargain is then we never hear the facts of the case. And that can be a, a very important point. I mean, if we're talking about justice, you know, when you look, read the preamble of the Constitution and the, the reasons we have this Constitution is to secure justice. And that can't be a modified justice. It can't be an adjective justice. There just has to simply be justice. And that should be what we're seeking. But if people aren't brave enough to stand up, well, then they're not free. Look at these cases. Sidney Powell may go free. Um, the, the, this, uh, 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 this attorney, um, Mr. Eastman, may go free. And in the process, actually expose... Uh, uh, malfeasance in the 2020 election because they were willing to stand up and take a chance. Now, most of us probably will never have to stand up in front of a court to defend our rights and to defend ourselves. But I'm sure most of us will get that little thing in the mail, you know, the, uh, um, the, the little card telling you to report for jury duty, the jury summons. I want you to think about that for just a second before we head off the break. You know, most people do all they can to get out of jury duty, but understand what jury duty is. It is the people standing in judgment of an alleged criminal, alleged criminal. Can you think of a more powerful place to defend the rights of others, to seek justice, not simply prosecution, not simply winning a case, but to seek justice? Yet, how many of us? have done how much to get out of jury duty. You know, it's funny. My wife got a jury summons uh, about a year ago, I think. And my wife cannot serve. Uh, she's in a wheelchair. She requires assistance to get around. Um, there was no way she's going to be able to get into the courthouse by herself and get around. And she can't, even, you know, she can't drive herself. So she requested to be left out of jury duty because she physically cannot do it. But we even said, listen, I would, she said her husband, me, that I would volunteer to serve on the jury in her place because I think it's that important. I was willing to take time 
to, to, to do that. Maybe if we took more focus and we spent more time and attention on justice, if we were brave enough to say, I'll give up time from work or, or I'll give up you know, time for anything in order to not sit in judgment, but to, to seek justice in an individual case. It doesn't, you have to seek justice for everyone. Seek justice for an individual when you have the opportunity. Consider that the next time that jury summons shows up in the mail. And also, maybe the next time someone tells you that you know, the 2020 election was the most secure election in, in history and that there's no evidence of fraud or, or that maybe some of this information will help uh, bring some justice to that discussion, bring some truth to that discussion. Now, one way you can find out is, well, do what I do. Go to AmericaOutloud.news every day to find the latest news and information. What is going on? But it's important that we share that information, that we take the stories, the podcasts, the videos, the articles, the things that that mean something to us, the things that touch us, or we think is, are important, and we do something with them. Don't just let them sit there. Share them. See, it's by sharing the news. It's by sharing the opposite opinion. It's by sharing evidence and letting people examine it that we do more than simply share news. This, ladies and gentlemen, is how we secure those blessings of liberty we claim to cherish so much. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. And today, we're again, we're talking about the perversion of justice. 
first segment we talked a lot about perversion second we talked a bit more about justice but i want to take some time here in the last segment and look at real justice you know not just what is justice but you know how can we have justice when the very departments and agencies that are there to ensure justice openly mock it are actively doing what they can to destroy justice this is why i refer to the doj as the department of injustice the fbi is the federal bureau of intimidation once again we have uh, uh irs whistleblower shapely uh providing even more information about how um the biden administration and in fact the the deep state as a whole because a lot of this started before biden took over deals with the protected class now in the uh, uh some of the latest information released are uh, is information about the the handling of the uh, hunter biden laptop um both the u.s attorney's office and the fbi received inquiries from congress regarding the investigation yet repeatedly these these requests are ignored and in fact according to shapely they the members of the u.s attorney's office and the fbi openly mock the members of congress who make this request now it it appears that uh the someone at the department of justice has leaked this information to the media but what does it say when the U.S. Attorney's Office and the FBI mock members of Congress requesting data on an investigation in, into, um, again, granted, he's the son of, a at the time, a presidential candidate. That should not get him um, special focus, but it should also not get him special immunity. But that apparently is exactly what happened. Now, I'm curious, when is Congress going to stop with the inquiries and start issuing Oh, I don't know. How about we get some warrants? I know party would just love for them to start issuing subpoenas, but then again, I've already pointed out the uh, the questionable um, veracity of any subpoena issued by Congress. Um, but uh, if our Justice Department isn't interest in interested in finding justice, what hope is there? See, to me, the problem is less. Okay, if the requests are not being fulfilled, when is Congress going to start filing articles of impeachment? You can impeach a member of the U.S. Attorney's Office. They can impeach a member of the FBI. They can impeach a member of the DOJ because these all are part of the executive branch. They are officers of the United States. And uh, as Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution clearly states, the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, other high crimes, and misdemeanors. Okay, withholding evidence or, or failing to provide a uh, fulfill uh, an investigatory request is not treason, is not bribery. It's not even necessarily a crime, although it may be obstruction of justice, but uh, they'd have to prove that. But it is a misdemeanor. See, so you have to understand, when the Constitution was written, a misdemeanor didn't mean a minor crime. It meant something that was bad behavior that didn't quite reach to the point of a crime. Now, if Congress is serious, and I mean, not the, you know, the, oh, the political games that we see played so often. If Congress is serious, 
if I, as a member of Congress, were to make inquiries about an investigation that is allegedly being uh, swayed by political influence, and my requests were ignored, I'd be pretty upset if I were to find out that uh, that uh, uh, they were mo- that the people that were supposed to respond were actively mocking me for it. Yeah, I would. I, I'd file articles of impeachment. But Paul, you're never going to win. I don't care. See, that's part of the problem. We're afraid that it'll look bad. Well, guess what? That means the people who aren't afraid to look bad, they win. If we're going to have justice, we must seek justice, whether it looks good or not, whether it supports our side or not. And the fact that we don't do that um, says a lot about the American people. See, as much as I hold members of Congress in contempt for allowing this to happen, I hold the people they work for in contempt for hiring these people. I mean, how many of them, uh, 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 this is not the first time they've act, they, they've shown cowardice for political reasons. See, justice requires a certain fortitude. There's a reason why in order to be the land of the free, we have to be the home of the brave. That means you have to stop hiring cowards that hide behind things like, well, uh, uh, you know, we can't win. It would be a waste of time. Since when is seeking justice a waste of time? That's my attitude. And I'm tired of, of political weenies hiding behind, well, we'd never get it through the Senate. I don't care. You know how you'll never get it through the Senate? If you never actually pass the article of impeachment. And you know how you, you'll never get an article of impeachment passed? If you never submit one. Now, granted, I want them to be legitimate articles of impeachment. A lot of stuff from Marjorie Taylor Greene has been garbage. But if we're saying, listen, we charge you with a, we, we charge you with a misdemeanor, misdemeanor with bad behavior that doesn't reach the level of crime by ignoring requests from Congress. So your choice is this. Either uh, we file articles of impeachment and you can, re- you can resign or we can simply, oh, I don't know, stop funding this agency. If you're not going to pay attention, if you're not going to let us do a, a, a look at this, then you don't get any funding anymore. I, 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 part of me just wants to go, you know, full hammer time on this. I, I understand where it's, it's dangerous because it could be used in, in other situations. But the point is, um, our members of Congress, the representative branch of government, do they hold the power of the purse strings or, or not? And are they investigating? And of course, the other part is, are they investigating this for legitimate legislative reasons? In other words, are they looking for, about, are they considering filing articles of impeachment regarding this in the uh, um, the investigation or the laptop? Or is that just another political push? See, part of the reason it's hard to tell is because, well, congressmen have not been seeking justice. Very just, you know, it's, it, it's funny. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, we were, we were watching, we saw a video of uh, some testimony before Congress and they had the, the honorable so-and-so. And I chuckled. He goes, why? He says, there's no honor in that house. There's no honor in that house. How do we refer to them as honorable members when there's no honor in that house? 
Now, there's another place we need to seek justice, and this is where we need to seek justice ourselves. And that has to do with news and their willingness to, oh, I don't know, rewrite history. For example, uh, Ryan Carson was stabbed to death last week. He was walking home on the streets of Brooklyn. He was heading home from a wedding, and he was stabbed to death. Now, that's sad. That, that's terrible. I don't want anybody murdered. That's not my point. But what's interesting is how the, uh, the, the, the news nets have been, um, well, they've been playing revisionist history with this particular gentleman, Mr. Carson. See, he was a left-wing activist. And, and I don't mean he was just a little left-wing. This is the man that celebrated the death of Rush Limbaugh. Now, I again, I don't didn't want this man killed, but um, you have the news media again rewriting history to make it look like oh he was just a nice guy and uh, I'm sorry this man did some very evil things. When you dance around and celebrate over the death of a political opponent, I find it a little hard to muster up any real emotion any real sympathy for you. He said, what does that have to do with justice? Well, I back to the, to the question. How can we seek justice if the news media that we used to, that, that many of us depend on, not me, by the way, to provide information, play games with the truth? You look at what this man said. You look at what he did. You look at what he wrote. This was an evil, hateful man. He, was, he hated people who disagreed with him. The fact that he was killed is still sad, and I feel for his family. But let's not paper over what he was. He was an evil, hateful person. I wonder if these same nets would, uh, you know, were the same ones that were um, so, so, you know, how they treated, again, Rush Limbaugh when he died, or anybody who, who is uh, politically on the other side from them. But that's a somewhat minor example. How about the, the story of the, the 82-year-old naval vet who was stabbed to death while shopping for a birthday card? He was, he was killed. Now, that's a tragedy, and, and it's, um, uh, it, it's sad. But what's really disgusting is the way the news media is treating it. You have a, a black, a young black man who has killed an older white gentleman, a Navy veteran, someone who served his country. And the Nets kind of completely ignore There's no call of, of hate crimes. Why? Because the victim is white. That's my opinion. It's not a hate crime because the assailant was black, but the victim was right. Take that exact same scenario, but change the races, and this suddenly becomes a hate crime. See, how can you find justice when information is hidden? Now, I bring this up. Listen, they're, the, these, these news media, they're private entities. They can report whatever they want, however they want. That's the beauty of freedom of the press. But I was talking to someone the other day, and they were saying about how, you know, as things seem to be so much worse, and, and I kind of disagree. So I want to pose this idea. Is it that the news media is so much worse, or the fact that we now live in an age where we can hear the other side of the story, and it's exposing 
just how corrupt the uh, news media has been for decades. In other words, the fact that the the, the corporate news media has not uh, uh, treated this as a, a a hate crime, has not treated it as another example of racism, um, has not uh, condoned the the demonstrations in the street and called for rioting. Um, is it could it be that uh, now we live in a wonderful age where we can find the rest of the story? I mean, think about it. Just ten years ago, twenty years ago, this story would have been little more than a a a a, a blip in the in the local newspaper. Here I am. This happened in California. Here I am in outside of Nashville, Tennessee, telling an entire country about this eighty-two-year-old veteran who was killed for being in the wrong place. In the wrong time. The media doesn't have to cover it. The corporate media doesn't have to cover it because the alternative media is. Because people are on X and people are on uh, alternate radio. We live in a wonderful time where we can find the rest of the story, where we can hear the other side of what happened. And rather than complaining about how much worse things are, Maybe what we're doing is simply realizing, hey, this has been going on. Now we know about it. And that's a good thing. And a lot of people say knowledge is power. But as I like to tell you, knowledge is only power when it's put into action. How can we put this into action? How can we put all the power, all the knowledge that uh, you've picked up today and all the other days here in this radio program and, and on other places on, on AmericaOutloud.news and anywhere across the net. Well, there's a couple of things. First is, we have to be open to the idea that we may be wrong. That there's other information and we must give it a fair opportunity. We must be just as we develop our opinions. It means the best thing to do is to go right to the horse's mouth, not the other end. Go to original sources. Find out from the, from the, the source what was said and what happened. The next thing is, spread the news. It doesn't matter if people read it, hear it, listen to it, understand it. Spread the news. Think of the God, think of the, the, the parable of the sower. The sower spread the seed. They didn't pay attention to where the seed fell. They just spread the seed. We need to spread the seed. We need to expose the injustice, the perversion of justice, and the evils that are going on so that people know about it. Because if they don't know about it, they can't do anything about it. You can't blame somebody for not reacting to something they didn't know about. How do we do that? Well, there's a lot of things. One of the things I keep telling you is, look at all the stories and information. How do you share it? I have a whole system, right? Every night, I tell you, I go through hundreds of headlines looking for things to talk about in the radio program or on my website. And I've started posting them as on social media. I've been doing that for a while. Now I actually post them on the website so you can look and see. And then what do you do with it? What do you do with these stories? Do you treat it like, you know, junk mail? You take a glance, you throw it in the, in the virtual trash? Or do we share it? Do we expose people to other ideas? But they might get mad at me, Paul. They might say mean things about me. Are you that cowardly? The nation is in trouble. The world is in trouble. 
because people who hate the idea of freedom and liberty and diversity have come to power. The question is, will we stand up against this perversion of justice and stand up for real justice, true justice, not adjective justice, just plain justice? See, if we wish to live in the land of the free, it starts by being the home of the brave. And that doesn't mean someone else is brave. It means you're brave. That means I'm brave. Brave enough to stand up and speak the truth, even when people tell us to sit down, shut up, or they're coming after us. Now, hopefully, you'll come back to get some more truth for, at, from the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you can't listen then, all the episodes go to podcasts, generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen to your favorite podcast app, but do me a favor, subscribe to the show. Leave the episode's ratings, reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But as always, share them. It's not enough to know the truth. It's not enough to know what is justice. We must stand up and share it. We must be brave enough to share this information if we wish to continue to enjoy and share the blessings of liberty. 